Well, hey, this is Joey Furjanic, lead pastor of the Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. So my name is Joey, and I have the honor of being the lead pastor uh, here over all of our locations, one church, multiple locations. Our vision is really to see our city and our region to be revived. Our, our tagline is to revive every block. That's our goal. Uh, that's our mission. And we believe with God's help, your participation and the spirit of God through us, that is happening and going to keep happening. And uh, if you've been a recipient of God transforming your life, can you just say amen today? Amen. Well, good. Well, welcome again. It's Vision Sunday. Going to do a mic switch. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so, but yeah, Vision Sunday is important, really significant. We do this once a year. And the whole purpose of our day today uh, is to look back at all God did in the previous year because that in and of itself is an act of worship. And so as we look back and thank God and celebrate, we are actually worshiping him and saying, thank you, Lord, for all you've done. I'm living in answered prayers of yesterday. And I worship you for all you've done and it builds your faith because you're believing he can do more today. And then really we look ahead to the future and we look ahead to what God's asking of us in this year. And ultimately what you're doing today is we are also preparing ourselves as the sacrifice. We're building an altar and we're saying, okay, Lord, when this day's over, after I hear this word, I'm going to lay myself on the altar and I'm going to say 2024 is not my year. It's your year through me. So that's really what today's about. And if you're a guest, it's not a normal Sunday in that I typically preach through the scriptures the whole time, verse by verse uh, of sorts. Uh, but again, it's a family meeting. So if you're a guest, it's a perfect day to be with us because you get to see what we're all about. Hint, hint, we're all about Jesus. We're all about our city. We're all about changed lives. We're all about people and each other. And so anyway, you get a little image and picture of that. Uh, in the meantime, let me just uh, share with you just for my joy and hopefully your support. Uh, one of my favorite moments of Christmas break, I took my son to the Eagles game and uh, we lost, of course. Uh, and somebody sent me a photo of us on TV. We were on TV and it is my son and he is booing the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> If you ever question whether I'm a wonderful father, this is all the proof you need. Bible says, raise up a child on the way they should go. When they get old, they won't depart from it. And this is the way we raise our children in Philadelphia because the Eagles deserved it that day. Amen. So that was my favorite moment of Christmas break. And isn't that sick and twisted? Amen. Uh, a few moments that were really impactful for me church-wise in 2023, a few moments I really enjoyed, uh, was our team night in November. 
it was just such a powerful time where we gathered some of our block team members and uh, we just, man, the presence of God was just so rich and it was so amazing. We shared miracles and healings that had taken place. And I tell you what, if you're not on a block team, let this be your year because the community and the relationships and the impact, it is just, man, it is, it is next level. Amen. Another moment I really loved was we had Bart, uh, who is a missionary in Romania. He and his wife were here, and they, we did a night of prophecy uh, in Center City. And we spent, he spent almost an hour prophesying over me specifically, out loud in front of others. Uh, but uh, it was powerful, and it was really meaningful. And he went through, and it was, it was just such a sign of God being real and that he speaks to people. It was really powerful. I enjoyed that. And then one of my other favorite moments is we built together, we built a playground uh, through the block hairs at Steele Elementary. They hadn't had a playground in 50 years. Oh, I just love that. That was such a special day for me. Uh, another thing that was really impactful, and I want to encourage you uh, to continue always praying for our city. Your prayers matter, okay? Uh, and, 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 and what we do matters. We saw in Philadelphia in 2023, a 20% decrease in the homicide rates in Philadelphia. That's amazing. That's amazing. Prayer makes a difference. So thank you for praying. Let's believe for less violence and less homicides in 2024. Um. All right, I want to get into some big highlights of what God's doing. And let me just say this before I share this. Because when you talk about numbers and church growth, I get it. It's easy to get cynical. You know, it's like, why is the church sharing this stuff? Why are they growing? Why do we need to grow? I mean, maybe not everybody. Maybe some of you are less... Um, um, pharisaical. But I'm just saying, naturally, sometimes it can just, you just get cynical. You know, it's like, it's like, well, why do we need to grow? Is it, is it so we can have more lights and is the, you know, bigger rooms or more things and more stuff? And why is that important? But I just want to, you know, kind of give you a little context. In the book of Acts, they very clearly lay out numbers. On the first day of the church, 3,000 people get saved and added to their number daily. Data and stats are actually important and they are an act of worship. When you document all that God has done, and, and so it's important that as a church, we continue to grow. Why? Because of two reasons. Number one, when you grow, you're reflective of reaching new people for the gospel, which is a mandate of the church. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? We, we are called. So that is reflective in church growth. Healthy things grow. Uh, furthermore, I think it's really important that we continue to grow because larger churches are able to make larger impacts. I know you may not want to hear that, um, and I know that can be challenging if you grew up in a small church. Every church and church size is valuable and important, but at the end of the day, more resources means more investment into our city and our region. It means bigger and larger impact. And so it's just important that we continue to strive and reach towards reaching more people and building the kingdom of God. It is important. And so I wanted to lay that out. And I want to start some of our big highlights by celebrating, you ready for this, that 
Through Here to Stay, our two-year initiative, our two-year vision campaign, where we're raising additional dollars so that we can secure strategic facilities so that we're here to stay, so we can revive every block forever. Mouthful, but that's our goal over two years. We've got one year left, okay? We exceeded, we were at 45% in December. We exceeded, we are now at 53%. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. Great news. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all those who took steps to give and to contribute to make this possible. We've raised now 3.3. Our goal is 6.3, which means we got about $3 million left this year. And God's gonna do it. I believe he's gonna exceed it. So if you're not in on this, get in this year. Really powerful, really exciting. Thank you again. Um, I want to... I want to celebrate, sorry for that. I want to celebrate uh, some growth at our locations. And first of all, Center City up 6% year over year. Amen. Port Richmond up 18%. Northeast up 20%. I hesitate to say this one because he's never going to leave me alone, but Northwest up 26%. Amen. And this is really crazy. Espanol up 40%. What in the world? So our locations numerically are up 22% year over year. Thank you, Lord. It represents more people coming to Jesus and finding a healthy church home. Largest attendance day, we had over 2,000. And then largest non-attendance, thir- over 1,300. Pretty amazing, guys. Pretty amazing what God's done. Having come out of COVID, climbed out of that, exceeding where we were at pre- previously. Took three years to do that, uh, but amazing. Um, all right, some cool things. You saw some of this during the video, but let me just throw this up, up here. We had one more baptism than the year before. So 147, still amazing, okay? <laughs> Amazing, uh, 485 salvations, that's a 31% growth. Over a thousand first time guests, let's go. You know, that, that, that is kudos to those of you who invite. Also big thanks uh, to those on the social media team and, and creative and taking pictures and posting things on TikTok and sharing. We, get, we have people all the time coming from social media. So it's a big deal. Thank you. Every snap matters, okay? Uh, everything you do, it makes a difference. Snap, picture, okay. 815 people served on a block team this year. It's up 10%. We had 624 people take a step to be a brand new contributor and donor. Two, this, one's even, this one's even crazier. 220 people took a second step. So thank you. That's a big deal. That's a 63% increase. And then 159 people became recurring givers. Automatic. Big deal. So thank you. All of this data is really a big deal. It's really important. It's awesome. I want to just say something. It's not negative. It's an opportunity for us when it comes to recurring. When you look at that 159 number, uh, there some have paused, some have stopped, but also we, we have less than 300 recurring giving. And uh, this is really low nationwide. And I understand a lot of people uh, work for themselves. Uh, they contract, you know, have their own business in sales. So I understand that recurring sometimes isn't possible. But if it is, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, it's an act of faith. 
Also, it helps us plan better. Everybody got that? All right, so just a little note there. All right, next gen, this is really exciting. I wanna show you this data on kids ministry because we are all in on children and students. They're the now generation, even though they're the next generation. Look at this. Uh, kids came to church, really, they checked in 8, 000, over 8,000 times. It's a 41% increase. So TVK averaged 167, really saw a lot of growth at the back end of the year. Biggest day, they had over 300 kids on a Sunday, which is just it's crazy. It's awesome. There's nothing more important. Listen to me and look at me, every person. There is nothing more important that we do here then serve our children and our students. We gotta get better at this, and we're gonna keep getting better at this, but thank you to all those next-gen leaders. Thank you, we love you, we honor you. You know, and this is a, this is a little bit of a, of a shame on me, okay? But I, don't real, I didn't realize how important, how much I needed to care about next-gen until my kids were in those ministries. And now I'm like, this isn't, what? Like, this needs to be excellent. This needs to be the best. You know, it's like all of a sudden. So sinner, I know I am, but I'm all in now and I got kids here for a long time. Okay. God bless. Okay. Um, youth salvations. I love this. We had 25 students say yes to Jesus on our first Fridays. If you don't already take your, high, your middle or high schoolers on first Fridays at our Port Richmond building, you need to start doing that in 2024. Um, okay, uh, this is a new thing uh, that we're gonna do this year. And, you know, we have about 160 engaged, not just hanging around, but engaged young adults. Engaged meaning giving or serving or going to a block group or something like that. There's probably more young adults around, probably 18 to 29-ish, if you will. Uh, and we recognize the need. We must stay young. We must stay relevant. We must keep, we must keep reaching the next generation. So we're gonna put some investment here and we're gonna start a young adult ministry uh, later on in 2024. And so we're gonna, we're actually bringing them on. We're, we're, we're bringing Alvin Uman onto our pastoral team. And so Alvin is gonna be our young adult pastor. He'll stay on our preaching team. And um, it's a shame we now have someone slightly more handsome than me on staff, but. That's all right. He'll get old and ugly <laughs> and chunky. All right. Um, it's just not fair. All right. Uh, let me give some, some goals for our church, some church-wide goals for 2024. Uh, so I believe this year we can get to or exceed 200 baptisms. It, it means, again, we're, we're reaching people, and that has a lot to do with you inviting, discipling your friends. I think, we can, I think we can see that. Imagine 200 people in the tank. We've never seen that before. Uh, it'd be amazing. Uh, I think 900 individuals can serve on block teams this year. Uh, and so speaking to those of you who haven't taken that step, give this year to the Lord. See how he'll engage you and bring you into community and impact 900 volunteers. Believe him for 1,300 guests, okay? So we're over 1,000, but that's a, that's a few hundred more guests than last year. Again, it's on us. Let's bring people to Jesus and let's always pray over our social media and those ads that they reach people who are searching or who aren't searching yet, but God finds them online. 
All right, I'm believing we're going to exceed that $3 million mark uh, and that takes everybody. Uh, and so a lot of folks can step up this year uh, to be first-time givers, second-time givers, consistent recurring donors and givers, to be tithers, 10% obedient givers above and beyond. It's in our hands to see what God can do through us. And then lastly, um, I believe this is the year, I'm declaring this in faith by faith in Jesus' name that we will, by the end of this year, be in contract uh, for our broadcast facility, a large facility. A reminder as to why this is so important, we believe our ch it, it serves our whole church. We can't really have worship nights anymore, like we're struggling to find places to go, we can't fit people. Uh, there are conferences, things like team conference and other things we need to do, office, all this stuff that, that our whole church is impacted by a larger property. And so three quick things here on this, okay? I need from you, I need you first and foremost, most importantly, I need you to commit to praying over this, that heaven would move, uh, that mountains would move, that God's favor would avail. We need this. You can put this on your mirror. You can put this on your refrigerator. You can put this in your car. Wherever you go, whatever you do to remind you, I'm praying every day, God, give the Block Church a larger facility to serve the whole body prayer, obviously our continued giving, and keep your eyes open. If you see something, say something, a building. All right, we're not TSA, I promise. All right, two more little uh, announcement things that are important, and, and then I'll, and I'm gonna give you a, a little bit of scripture. Um, September 22nd, feels like a long way away, it's not. Uh, September 22nd, that weekend is our 10 year anniversary as a church. 10 years, crazy. And so that whole weekend's gonna be a party. On Friday, we're gonna do a big fundraiser for the Block Cares. They're gonna wanna do another big project. So we'll participate in some sort of fundraiser on Friday, whatever that is, a golf tournament, a walk, something. Then Saturday, we hope to do a big outreach in Kensington, just a big, beautiful outreach in Kensington. And then on Sunday, we will party together at the Fillmore in Fishtown, and it will be an amazing day. And uh, there's plenty of free parking at the Fillmore, just in case you got concerned. All right, so it's gonna be amazing. Let's be praying over that and inviting and all the things. It's gonna be a day of great celebration. All right, uh, next week, everybody say next week. Next week, I'm beginning a brand new series called This Is Your Sign. This is your sign, and it has nothing to do with horoscopes. I know some of you got concerned, okay. Uh, no, I'm actually gonna walk us through 2 Corinthians, and it's a powerful book. It's awesome. Uh, I mean, one week you're gonna be like, God's promises, and then the next week you're be like, repent, you know, and then the next week it's like, God's got this. The next week it's like, stop being a jerk, you know, it's like, it's just gonna be a roller coaster of awesome Bible, and uh, you're gonna love this series, and we'll take this all the way through until Easter and it's going to be really, really, really good. And so this is your sign. It is your sign right now. If you were wondering if you should be in church next week, this is your sign to be here uh, and open up the Bible. And then also another sign would be under your butts if you're at a location. We've got quarter one calendars so you don't have to miss anything like our block guys retreat and other things that are coming up. All right. Don't look at it now. That's cheating. That's cheating. All right. Let me give us a scripture from 1 Corinthians, which we're not doing 1 Corinthians next week, maybe later in the year. 
But I wanna give you, it's a lot of scripture, so pay attention, but there's, there's a purpose. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. The Bible says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Verse 14. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If, the whole, if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Or boo anyone? Sorry. But if our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it, how strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can say, can't say to the feet, I don't need you. I'm gonna stop there for a second. Look at me. Um, this happens in church all the time where people think what they do is more important than what somebody else does. Okay, or, or they get in fights or disagreements with certain people or certain churches and be like, well, my body part is more important than yours. I make a bigger difference. And like, that's not only antithetical to the scriptures, it's, it's also sin. And so you've got to guard against that, that like everybody has something to offer. You just got to figure out what that is. And that is a wrestling match with your leaders and with the Lord. And not in a mean way, but in a, we got to wrestle. We got to figure this out. What's God calling me? Where's he calling me to be? I got to try stuff. I also have to start stuff and take leaps of faith to see if this is what my contribution is supposed to be. Verse 22, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care, so we, act, we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts with it and if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Verse 26 says, if one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. In the church, sometimes a part of the body is suffering and we don't even know it because there are people sitting on the sidelines not participating and it's limiting our potential. Do you understand that? That when you sit with your hands on your butt and don't do anything for God, you're actually impacting the body negatively and you don't even know it. Now, I'm not trying to put guilt or condemnation on you or anything like that, but at some point, you gotta play. At some point, you gotta get off the sideline. And I understand there's seasons for healing and figuring things out. Is this the church for me? All these things. But at some point, you gotta lace up the cleats and you gotta get in the game or it makes other people suffer. The worst suffering to me, the worst, I would hate to get to the end of my life. I would hate to stand before the Lord 
and just observe our church and God be like, well, you, you didn't reach your potential because you didn't equip and activate the saints like I called you to. So my part of obedience is to invite you in. Your part of obedience is to say yes and where God's called you. That's good preaching. Three little, little sub points to this, right? It, if you're a Christian, you're part of the body of Christ. You, you can't get around that. that. That's what Jesus calls you. That's what, that's what Paul is calling you. you you're, you're his body, meaning that you are Jesus' flesh to the world around you, to his church. And it means that you're part of a greater body of believers. In other words, there are martyrs and people around the world who meet underground, worshiping Jesus, trying to win people to Jesus, who are going through way worse things than we are. They are part of our body. We should pray for them. There's also churches around the corner in our city and other places of our region who, who, if they're teaching the scriptures and they love Jesus and they're living by the word of God, like they're our brothers and sisters too, which is why we love to give money away to other churches. It's because, hey, you are also my brother and sister. This is my fight. This is my front line. This is my territory and that's yours. I got your back, man. Like I always want to be that kind of church. Also, you're a part of a local body of believers. Paul's writing to the church in Corinth, and this is an influential city in ancient Rome, just like Philadelphia, an influential city in these United States. And God got us here and put us together, and he speaks to us as a local body. He speaks to these churches as a local body. And so what I'm saying is, is you can't get around the fact that you're part of a greater body, and you're also supposed to be a part of a local body. I read, I was on X this morning, formerly known as Twitter, and I was reading this disgruntled person and I'm reading all these comments. They don't want to be in church anymore, but they're like, I'm a Christian and I'm part of the church. I'm the body of Christ, but like, I don't want to be at a local church because it, they don't like me and it's too much drama and all this kind of stuff. And I'm reading these comments and I am getting furious and I try not to comment on stuff. I really want a burner account, but my wife won't let me get one because I'm typing all these responses and then I delete them uh, because it, what good, what doth it profit to man? But anyway, and so I'm like looking at this and, and I'm just like, all of you are wrong and lovingly kind of dumb because like all through the scripture, Paul's writing to local bodies and like you're taking scriptures out of context when you're like two or three are gathered in my name. We're having church. No, the spirit of God is there and you are a part of the church, but being a part of a local body is necessary. It's important. It's laid out in scripture and it's where you make the most impact. And so if you're at home and you're watching online and you're disgruntled, you need to make 2024 the year. You get your butt back in the house of God and participate with other people. A healthy local body. Lastly, you matter way more than you think you do. Look at verse 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And many believers underestimate how important they are to a local body of believers. 
It really matters. Listen to me. It really matters when you are in service. It really matters when you participate in service. It really matters when you worship and when you set an atmosphere. It really matters when you serve. It really matters when you say amen. It really matters when you live a godly life. It really matters when you attend groups and make people feel welcome and make friends. It really matters when you offer yourself as a living star. It really does make a difference. I don't think you understand that what you do for your God through your local church impacts your city positively and you don't even realize that every week you make a contrib contribution to that. Even if you're not a theological wizard, it doesn't matter. Make a difference with your life. Every week we are helping people together who are headed for hell make it to heaven one day. And honestly, being in church, even when it's cold, even when it's rainy, even when it's early, even when it's snowy, even when it's beach season, when you are in church, data, statistically, it shows that more often than not, it helps your family thrive and your mental health soar. Just the truth. And at the end of the day, guys, eternity is in the balance every single week. Okay, let me illustrate it like this, okay? This is me. I am a black brick, okay? That's me today. And all right, I'm up here and I'm preaching, right? And you probably think what I do is important. And yeah, sure, it's valuable giving you the word and a prophetic voice. And I'm not undervaluing the things that I do and our pastors and our leaders do, right? But there's somebody else who stands at a door at your location every week and they greet and they smile, and they hug, and they're a brick too. In fact, I'd like for you to just begin to bring some of these bricks, because I'm trying to illustrate something. You have no idea that when you stand at a door and greet somebody and smile somebody, you have no idea what somebody is going through when they walk into church. You have no idea that somebody might be suicidal and they're giving life one more chance and your smile and your hug save their life. You have no idea what you do. And so I've got this, I've got this, this, you know, this, this, this church we're building right here. And this is scaffolding. And I just want to say to those of you who've been building for a long time, like Cheo, who's in the drum cage, who've been here playing drums since almost day one, you have laid scaffolding for over a thousand people to be baptized. What you do matters. What I do matters, but don't you dare underestimate that you make a difference. Every single mom who says, I know money's tight, but I'm going to sow into the kingdom. You are building the house of God. Every single person who gets up and serves production and takes pictures. Every single person who goes to serve Saturday and shows our city that we love them. Every single person that makes a difference and puts in work to build the kingdom of God and invites you are building God's kingdom in the place sorry in the place that you're at don't you dare give in to the lie of the enemy that your weakness doesn't make a difference because all of us together we are Christ's strength I'm guys I get it I get it like most of you're not going to come up here and preach and most of you are gonna, not going to work on the staff and you probably won't want to anyway, okay? Just kidding, that's a, it's a great time. But like, that's probably not your calling and that's okay. But all of us are puzzle pieces. 
to building the kingdom of God. All of us. It takes all of us. And I would love it if in our church in 2024, we had 100% participation and being puzzle pieces and just saying, okay, this is where I fit. I am a part of this thing. I'm really no more important. I'm really no different. Man, I'm just a teammate in building the kingdom of God, reviving every I don't know about you, but I have great hope that God's on the move. Revival's on the way. The kingdom is here and it takes all of us to do it. And so if you're not standing already, get saved and stand up. Just kidding. I want to pray over you, okay? I want to pray over you. Hold out your hands like this, every location, every person. Yeah, I just, like a gift, I just want to deposit this prayer into you. Married couple, what's your contribution to the kingdom? Single person, what's your contribution? Engaged person, how are you going to be contributing to the kingdom of God together? Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that you would drop in hands and hearts the purpose of 2024 for them, how they build your kingdom. I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would let every person know they matter, they make a difference, they're not not seen, and you see them, and you love them, and you value them as much as you value me. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, you would bless them individually. You would bless them in their life, where they go, what they do, their income, their work, their dreams. Bless them. And I pray that you would invigorate them to leave a legacy on the only thing that matters, the kingdom of God. Bless our church. We trust you. Be king over us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's give God a praise today. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially want to thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block. If you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.